is being recorded. Good morning, good morning, and welcome. Welcome to the Magellan Show. I hope you're having a great day. It is Tuesday, October the 27th, 2015. I'm Magellan, your host. Thanks so much for being a part of our broadcast. We're coming to you live at www.magellanshow.com. Our live number, if you would like to call in, is... 646-929-0700. That is our live number. I do want to remind you that we have a playback number. If you would like to listen in at a time that is most convenient for you, you can certainly do that. The playback number will be available at the end of this broadcast and will be carried until the beginning of our next show, which will be on Thursday. That number is area code 712-775-7039. There is an access code required, and it is 327-756-POUND. You can also catch us on iTunes. Just type in the keywords Magellan Show, and you'll find us over there. We're also on other websites, directories that are catching uh, and, and posting our programs, websites like itdcalls.com, podbay.fm, and others. We appreciate their posting of our programs. Don't forget our email address, contact at MagellanShow.com, and we're also on social media on Twitter. The, uh, the way you can find us on Twitter, very simple. Just type in Real Magellan at Real Magellan, and you'll find us there. Well, we're going to get into the news uh, here in just a second. Uh, like I said, I hope you're having a great day. And uh, we've uh, we've been here for a long time, guys. We're getting very close to our 500th show. Not there yet, but we are getting closer and closer and closer. So we appreciate all of you that listen faithfully and regularly to our program. I want to remind you that if you would ever like to be a sponsor of our program, you can do that. All you have to do is email us, contact at MagellanShow.com, and you can be a sponsor. You don't have to have a major business or corporation to do it. You can have a, a, a smaller company, business idea, uh, you know, just uh, getting started and learn more on how you can connect and connect your idea and your business with like-minded individuals. I would definitely encourage you to do that. Uh, just email me, contact at MagellanShow.com, and just put on, on the subject matter, uh, interested in sponsorship, uh, and we can uh, email back and forth, or you can leave your number, and I'll get back in touch with you. And I think you'll find it to be uh, beneficial for whatever it is you're wanting to launch or whatever it is you're wanting to do. So I just want to remind you of that, something that we're, uh, that we're trying to, to get kicked off here. And it also helps support what we're doing as well. And so we work hand-in-hand hand that way. Well, let's go ahead now and get into the news, look at some of the top stories for the 27th day of October 2015. Uh, well, looking at uh, some of the top stories, uh, one of the things that is concerning me, and this was actually just broken from a lot of major news sources, including CNN International, 
And that has to do with what is happening in in the Pacific right now. It seems that tensions are escalating between the United States and China. Now, China and the United Kingdom, at least at this point, have had uh, are, are now having some of the of, of the of the best uh, re- re- relationships that they've ever had uh, due to a big energy nuclear energy deal that, that they are putting together. But uh, the same is not true for the United States, and here is the headline. U.S. warship sails close to Chinese artificial island in South China Sea. The United States sent a warship very close to one of China's artificial islands in the South China Sea on Tuesday, a potential challenge to Beijing's territorial claims in the contested waters. Now, let me stop here for just a moment. You see, China has been, and we've reported on this before, been building up in the South China Sea artificial land, basically, artificial islands, if you will. And they're doing that for obvious reasons, as you can imagine, to extend their their reach, their, their geographic reach, their political reach, etc., now, this does not bode well for other peace-loving nations in the, in the region, and some are, uh, are concerned about this. Some of, some of, the, uh, of the various uh, allies of the United States are concerned about what China is doing. So the United States is uh, coming very close, in fact, to, to, what they're, to what they're doing, and, well, I don't approve of China's actions, no, because I, I do understand that, it, that it's uh, potentially threatening to the region. But at the same time, uh, when you go up against a, a, a country this powerful, and I'm not referring to the United States, I'm referring to China now, of such a powerful nation, you do have to be careful. Now, we do know that, uh, that, the, that the Chinese president did come to the United States and uh, was was greeted quite warmly here, uh, also in the UK, uh, just more recently. But going on with this article, uh, just to get more context, a U.S. defense official told CNN that the destroyer USS uh, Lawson conducted a transit within 12 nautical miles of this uh, of this reef, uh, Subi Reef in the Spratly Islands on Tuesday morning local time. The operation put the ship within an area that would be considered considered Chinese sovereign territory if the U.S. recognized the man-made island as being Chinese territory, the official added. Now, let me talk about something. Do you remember when, uh, when the president of the United States, Barack Obama, was in Alaska? Remember that? And... During that time, there was a visit. Remember, uh, I believe it was by uh, by China. China actually, what do they do? Well, Obama was supposedly there because he was trying to push for this whole green climate change initiative. Blah blah blah. We know that. But at that time, they got 
very close to U.S. waters. Uh, and I'm not for sure if they actually entered into U.S. waters or if they were technically in international waters, but 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 just so very close. I cannot remember, but it, at any rate, it was just right there on on the fringe. It was just right there, very close. And and it raised some some concern and some alarm, especially the fact that it was done so while the president was there. Now, what this is saying is this. If you recognize these islands then as being Chinese and part of Chinese territory that they built up, then you would have to say that the United States was, in fact, in their territory. And obviously China considers that their territory. The international community may, may or may not the United Nations may or may not. But the point is, when you take certain actions like that with your military, you are sending a message, a bold and clear message. Can you back up that message? Let's go on with the article just a little bit more, and I'll, I'll try to, to, to give some more commentary here. I think will be helpful. In a little more than 18 months, China has reclaimed more than 2,000 acres at, at three main locations in the Spratly Islands. South China Sea is the subject of numerous rival and often messy territory claims with China, Brunei, Malaysia, the Philippines, Taiwan, and Vietnam disputing sovereignty of several island chains and nearby waters. On Tuesday morning, before it was confirmed that the U.S. warship had breached the 12-mile zone, Wang Yi, China's foreign minister, said, we advise the U.S. side to think twice. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is what the foreign minister said. A foreign minister is the equivalent of their secretary of state. So he's saying, we advise the United States to think twice before action, not to conduct any rash action, and not to create doubt, not to create trouble, out of nothing. China has repeatedly said its activity in the South China Sea does not target any other country or affect freedom of navigation by sea or air. In May, a U.S. surveillance plane carrying a CNN crew swooped over the Spratly Islands, triggering eight warnings from the Chinese Navy to, in their words, back off. Now, one of the reasons why they are concerned is because these Spratly Islands are close to some other uh, areas that happen to be uh, in U.S. allied territory. Uh, and I understand that. I, I, I get that. And if you go on to read this article, it will reiterate the fact that the Chinese Navy ships did enter U.S. territorial waters off the coast of Alaska in September, coming within 12 miles of the coastline while, while Barack Obama was there. Uh, and China said that they... Uh, that they had just innocently uh, entered into that area. So what do you make of all this? I mean, it's it's back and forth, back and forth. But to me, to me, this is very concerning. Because even though this may seem like not a big deal right now, there have been wars that have that have escalated and and and, and launched. Over, over lesser issues, truly. And 
I think so many of us who study politics, who study uh, the the situations around the world geopolitically, uh, have always been concerned about a, a potential war with China. Uh, their army, their army, if you just look at the numbers, just just ground troops alone would represent about two-thirds of the U.S. population. What am I saying? They have an army of over 200 million. They bring in, uh, they bring in their, 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 their troops, their, their soldiers to enlistment at around age 15. Now, 200 million is a huge number, but when you have a country that is uh, what, 1.3, 1.4, I forget what the how many people live in China now, but it's huge. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's like one-fifth the or, or more of the entire global population. Now, the Bible says that there will come a time in the future where one-third of mankind will be destroyed. Now, I'm not here to suggest in any way that we are on the brink of a war with China, although I will say that these news reports are troubling, and if something were to happen, it wouldn't shock me either. But I am, I am here to say that that there will come a time and we have to follow these news stories very closely and carefully and to consider our own well-being in the midst of all of this because uh, this is not a game of, uh, what's that game back a long time ago? Was it called Risk? You know, where you just, um, was it Risk? You know, the battleship game? I mean, this is more than a than a game. It may it may feel that way to the powers that be that have their own bunkers and their own, uh, you know, their own their own plans in place for personal protection. But how does that affect just the average person? Whether it's the average Chinese or the average American. Oh, but our problems don't stop there in the South China Sea. I wish that they did. But they don't. And you know that as well. Because uh, we have other other pressing issues as well. According to several news agencies, the defense secretary or the secretary of defense of the United States, Ash Carter, says that the United States is putting together a plan. Putting together a plan to take on ISIS in Iraq and Syria. Oh, but wait, is Russia doing that? <laughs> you see, you see, Russia is actively involved, and Iraq has already given Russia an open invitation to get involved over there because we, well, what do we do? We kind of just pulled out of Iraq. And since then, we've seen a, a great influx and terrorism, and just total anarchy over there. So how is this going to play out with 
with two nations, two powerful nations, Russia and the United States, working together to take on ISIS when, on the surface, it appears that their goal is the same, but it's not entirely. Because Russia says this, look, we want to get rid of all terrorist organizations from Al-Qaeda to ISIS to ISIL or whatever you want to call it. We want to get rid of them. The United States says, yeah, we want to do the very same thing. But there is one point of difference here. Russia says this. We know that Assad is not maybe the most ideal leader. But he is still a leader that falls under a very uh, small minority of Muslims. In other words, he's not Sunni, he's not Shia. There's a third faction, I forget the name of it, so there's a third faction of Islam that uh, more obscure, and he's, so he's, he's not from either group, okay? And so what Russia is saying is that even though he may not be the best leader and that he may have a, a record that, that is far from perfect and may have done some things, there there still can be order. And so Russia is saying we want to keep Assad. But see, that is the big point uh, of disagreement between the United States and Russia. So if Ash Carter, the, the defense secretary, is, co- is coming out and saying, hey, we're about, you know, because... Because, look, when Secretary of State Kerry and the foreign minister of Russia, uh, Lavrov, I forget his name, but I believe that's his name, uh, Sergei Lavrov, I believe. Uh, When they met the United Nations, Kerry just kind of shook his head. and, And ever since then, we've kind of just been sitting on the sidelines, which hasn't been the worst idea in this context. Uh, to be quite honest. But now the Secretary of Defense is saying, hey, (laughs) you know, when I get really, really into my my discussion, guys, I I tend to talk with my hands. And so I just at that very moment just hit my my computer printer there, the little tray just went up in the air. I talk with my hands. (laughs) But anyways, so Ash Carter's saying we're gonna we're gonna get this thing heated up. You know, we're going after ISIS, or they like to call it ISIL. Anyways, how is this gonna play out with Russia being there? Because this is not like a traditional Allied war where the United States is teaming up with the United Kingdom or with some other Western European nation that has you know a very uh, identical viewpoint. Because we we don't. We don't have that. Russia's trying to protect the Assad regime, the, the, the established government there. We're trying to take it out, but we both say we want to take out ISIS and, and terrorist organizations. I just don't see how all this is going to happen. Of course, many times in this broadcast we've talked about, about Damascus hanging in the balance, uh, a prophecy that appears to be on the brink of fulfillment if, in fact, throughout all of this, that great city uh, is at some point destroyed. We don't know. We hope and pray that uh, uh, that this kind of uh, 
this kind of of, of activity uh, would uh, would would hold itself off for the sake of the people, but but prophecy is unfolding and uh, and it's it's very real. But you know, I feel I feel badly for for not just the the you know the Syrian Christians and for the 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 nonviolent Muslims in Syria, but I think we all do for the the the, the women and children. But but the the big thing here is that we're all victims in some way. Uh, even even those of us who are living uh, in the countries of these powerful nations, because the decisions that our leaders make, and I pray that they would make decent decisions, but quite frankly, they have not. They have not. Very little of the time have they. But that, that we are the beneficiaries of those decisions. And most of the time, those decisions can have major, major consequences. In other words, if we take certain actions with China or vice versa or uh, in the Middle East, if there are retaliatory measures, then we as a people also suffer. And, of course, the military does. A new report, we've got We've got a lot of problems here at home. My goodness, look at this story. New York homeless, uh, New York City homeless population. Listen to these numbers. Near 60,000 people, 40% of which are children. This isn't a new report. Just coming out of RT. 60,000 people. I mean, you begin to think about that. That's that's the size of a of, of a medium-sized city in the United States. I mean, all homeless. This is in New York, and I'm sure they didn't they didn't cover everybody. And, and what happens here is that there is this tendency to think that these homeless people are uh, are just drunk and and drug users and I'm not saying that some of them aren't falling in that category but so many of them uh you know just fall into that into that position because of what is happening to to our economy right now devastating to say the least devastating so we as a church we as the body of Christ need to reach out to people uh, that are truly in need Christ said it this way you do it unto the least of these my brethren you've done it also unto me we must not forget that Uh, what else is going on in our world Uh, Walmart wants to test home delivery drones that ought to be interesting Uh, that coming from Time Magazine Congress outlines potential budget deal to raise debt limit to avoid December 11th showdown. Uh, same song about the 100th verse. So we've heard that one before. Uh, Rescuers race to reach quake zones in Afghanistan, Pakistan, as death toll nears 300. This according to Reuters. Our prayers go out to those uh, that have suffered in, in those countries and I don't know if you caught the uh, 
the information uh, yesterday. Well, we'll get in that in a second. Uh, I'll talk about what the World Health Organization talked about. But I do want to uh, bring your attention a couple other stories. Uh, Texas uh, government is rating and has rated Planned Parenthood facilities. Check out that video. I got it posted at MagellanShow.com, also on our uh, Twitter feed, and you can catch that Twitter feed on our website or just go to Twitter at Real Magellan. Don't forget to follow us on there. We do appreciate when you follow. But this this coming out of the World Health Organization, referring to this connection between processed meats, especially red meats, and uh, and certain types of cancers. Uh, Several tweets went out yesterday from the World Health Organization. Sufficient evidence in humans shows that the consumption of processed meat causes colorectal cancer. Experts concluded that that each 50-gram portion of processed meat eaten daily increases the risk of colorectal cancer by 18%. Uh, So a big deal also, uh, they saw a... uh, a rise in pancreatic and prostate cancers as well. Uh, Big story. Big story, of course, uh, uh, very disturbing for those who uh, eat uh, large consumptions of red meats and processed meats. But this is the information that is coming out nonetheless. Nonetheless. I I caught this article off Drudge and... (laughs) But I thought, I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, monkeys going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. They're actually, uh, it, it appears, at least from this article, uh, this is coming from Daily Mail. Monkeys are ready uh, to, to head to Mars. Uh, Russian scientists are training um, these, uh, these monkeys here to solve puzzles so that they can travel to space in two years from now, in 2017. They're preparing four monkeys for space travel to Mars. The animals are being trained three hours a day to use a joystick. Each of, each of these will then be taught to solve math, math tasks and puzzles. Experts hope to send the fully trained monkey... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm... For la- I'm just, it's just unbelievable. To Mars by 2017. So they're gonna, they're gonna just, uh, they're gonna go. What more gonna say? Monkeys are going to Mars. What's next? <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, I mean, that's that just. Um, that that says it all there, right? I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna just wrap up with with uh with that. Thanks so much for listening to the Magellan show. We appreciate it so very much. As I said at the beginning of this broadcast, if you wanna sponsor what we're doing, uh you can go to MagellanShow.com, click on the donate button. If you'd like to be a uh an advertiser, then just email us, contact at MagellanShow.com, whether you have a large or small business uh or an idea. Uh, we'll get it out there to like-minded uh, people. So, so consider doing that, and uh, and I'll email you back or call you back. Uh, we're here Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time to bring you the latest news and information from around the world. Uh, we, we're talking about uh, 
you know, our freedoms, our liberties, talking about uh, currencies, finance, uh, everything, uh, and, and then some. Uh, so don't miss our programs. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, our live number is always 646-929-0709, but our playback number is 712-775-7039, the access code being 327-756-POUND. Thanks to ICDcalls.com for posting our, our programs. We do appreciate that very, very much, along with podbay.fm as well as others. Don't forget we're on iTunes as well. And you can download, if you haven't already, download the iTunes app, subscribe to our podcast, just type in Magellan Show, and you'll find us over there. That's all for today. We'll be back in a couple of days. Don't miss it. We'll be here, Lord willing. Have a great day, my friends. This is Magellan. See you later. Bye-bye for now.